You're listening to the Jabin Chavez Leadership Podcast, a conversation designed to help you define your organizational culture and leadership values. Jabin is a pastor, artist, and highly sought after speaker who has a long track record of growing departments, ministries, and organizations. We know that this podcast will bring value to you as a leader and to your entire team. Hey, hey, how are we friends? Welcome to the Jabin Chavez Leadership Podcast. I'm so honored that you would take a little bit of time out of your day and, um, Listen to this, grow in your leadership, grow in uh, your leadership skills and, and just trying to take your life to the next level. I really appreciate it. I appreciate uh, every week that or every month, excuse me, that you would take the time to invest in this. I do want to encourage you, if you can, comment, rate the podcast, share the podcast, uh, throw it in your Instagram stories, throw it on your Facebook or Twitter accounts. It, it really does help. Uh, if you will pass on the information and um, helps it just reach more people and uh, get on all the different little algorithms that that all these uh, sites have. So really appreciate it. I want to talk today about finding the I in leadership, finding the I in leadership. The word leadership obviously has an I in it. And uh, what, I, what I want to talk about is finding out who you are, who are, who are you knowing your voice, knowing your personality. Um, it is very easy, especially in the days that we're living in to, uh, to want to compete with other people, to want to be like other people, to, to see how things are working for others and then go, uh, okay, I guess I need to do that. And, um, here's my submission. My submission is if, if we just take leaders in the body of Christ first, Jensen Franklin, Chris Hodges, Mike Todd, Stephen Furtick, Rich Wilkerson Jr., Craig Rochelle, uh, T.D. Jakes, Joel Osteen, just to name a few, okay? Here's, here's what every one of those ministers has in common. They're all different. <laughs> what they have in common is that they're all radically different. Think about that. So here's what I want to say. I want to say that what I believe attracts people to those people is their authenticity. It's that they're, they're really themselves up there. That's, that's really who they are. You, if you hang out with Mike Todd on and off the stage, that's the same person. Joyce Meyer, same person. Joel Osteen, same person. Chris Hodges, same person. On and on. Jensen, same person. They they are who they are. And that authenticity releases confidence. It releases a grace. And it does something in people that is, it's kind of unexplainable. And I honestly don't know if it's supernatural or natural. I don't know if it's a psychological thing or a spiritual thing. But there is a comfort when they minister, there's a comfort when they do anything because you you really feel like that's them. And so the problem with a lot of ministers today, the problem with a lot of leaders today is like, man, I've, I'm trying to do the Mike Todd thing and it's not working. Like, bro, you are not Mike Todd. Man, I'm trying to do the Furtick thing. It's not working. Man, you're not Furtick. 
man, I'm trying to do the Jensen thing, and it's not. No, you're not him. I'm trying to do the Joel Osteen thing. It's not working. No, it's you're not him. You, we should look at these people. And what I can tell you about when I've been around them is when I get around them, their authenticity is so real and so strong that it doesn't make me want to be like them. It makes me want to be like me. That's the only way I know how to explain it. I want to be me when I'm around them because I love watching them be them. They, they, they have found who they are. And this is such a key to leadership because what, what to me, what this is, it's your secret sauce. It's your it factor. It's the, it's the thing that will, will draw people to you. And frankly, it's the thing that will um, repel people from you. That's okay. You know, for all the, all those people I just shared, they got a lot of people who love them. They got a lot of people who don't like them. That's okay. But it defines the tribe. It defines the family. It defines the influence. And uh, none of none of those people are trying to be influential or be influencers or they're just very true to themselves. So let's talk about the I in leadership. Number one, you got to find and define your values. What do you value? What do you value? What do you really care about? Not what does Chris Hodges care about? Not what does Patrick Bet David care about? Not what does Gary Vee care about? Not what does Craig Rochelle care about? What do you care about? Not what does Grant Cardone care about? What do you care about? What are your values and how can those shape your business and your ministry? So there's a lot of values. There's a lot of causes. There's a lot of things we could get behind. There's a lot of things. But what do you care about? What do you really care about? You, you need to build your ministry around that. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example of something. Um, I, we really care about reaching our local community. We give 10% of, of all of our income away to missions. And I think right now we're at like 13% for the year. So we, we're really committed to missions and to helping people. But I, I do that as a spiritual principle because I believe in the tithe and the offering. What I really care about is teaching God's word. I mean, like. Here, here's what I mean by that. I never receive offerings at our church with like, hey, please help us because we're doing this ministry and we're doing this outreach and we're doing this outreach and we're doing this and we're helping this and we're giving to Ukraine and we're giving to this tornado and we're giving to this uh, hurricane and we're giving to this relief and we're giving to this, we're digging this well in Africa and we're doing, we're up in this missionary. You know what? All that's true. We do all that. <laughs> But the reason I believe our ministry is powerful and our church is powerful, and the reason, the thing that I really care about is teaching God's word. Like I really care about, that's one of my values. Like you are sowing into this ministry because it's a ministry, it's a church. And what, what do we do? We teach God's word. Like I really care about that. It's a big stinking deal to me. It's a value to me. Reaching the loss? Yes. This last Sunday, we had 91 salvations. I really care about reaching the lost. Um, but I'm a Bible teacher. At the end of the day, 
I'm teaching and equipping Christians to live out the Christian life. That, that's, that's who I am. That's, you cut Jabin Chavez, it's not, I'm not going to bleed evangelism or world missions. I'm just not. I'm going to bleed Bible teaching to the church. That's what I'm going to bleed. I don't care what celebrities think about me. I don't care what unbelievers who are influential, who go to churches care about me. I could care less. Honestly, I'm just being honest with you. I'm not, I'm, I'm so glad they go to other people's churches. <laughs> I have friends that have unbelievers in their church and some of them are incredibly influential and they have relationship with them. That's awesome. That's not me. I'm a Bible teacher. I equip the saints. That's, that's what I do. And, and my preaching will preach you into my church or preach you out of my church. But you, but you probably won't stay in neutral at my church. It's a value to me. It, it may not be a value to you. It's a value to me. I'm not, I'm not asking you to carry my values. Here's what I'm telling you to do. You, you have to define your values as a ministry, as a business. What do you really care about? What are your values? Uh, here's what I want you to write down and wrestle with. What are the top three values of our church? What are the top three values of our organization? What are the top three values of my business? I'm not, I'm not just talking about core values like generosity or, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, we've got those. <laughs> I'm talking about for you as the organizational leader. What, if you cut me, what do I bleed? You better figure that out. I'll tell you another value. It's, it's men. Men in our church. I care about fathers. I care about men in our church. I believe that if we can raise up strong men, women will follow. We're a masculine church. We're not an emotional church. We're not a super sensitive church. We don't sing girly songs in our church. I, I care about men. I want to reach dads. I want to reach men. I love women. <laughs> I'm married to one. I have a daughter. I love women. I'll just tell you what Goldie needs. She needs a strong dad. I'll tell you what Shannon needs. She needs a strong husband. I care about men. Okay, those are some of mine. So, so you know, do your thing. Do your thing. Your voice. We're, we're talking about finding the I in leadership. You, you got to find your voice. Don't be an echo. People need to hear your voice, not someone else's. Now, I think it takes a while um, to find your voice. By the way, I've got a nice coffee here and I'm going to cheers myself and have a drink real quick. Cheers. But you do have to find your voice. Um, I don't think it happens quickly. I think it happens over time. So here, here's how I would encourage you to find your voice. Find three communicators that really speak to you. Um, and that could be a Gary V. That could be a Joel Osteen. That could be a T.D. Jakes. Um, that could be a Thomas Sowell. That could be, a, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, secular, Christian, political, whatever. Find some voices that you just, it's like when they talk, God's talking to you. When, when they talk, you get it. Man, when, when, when he preaches, it makes sense. Man, when Andy Stanley talks, it's all super clear to me. Okay, so like, who are your guys? 
because I think if you can find three voices that really have, really speak to you, it's it's probably a sign of kind of like how you're supposed to. There's something in that. So, um, I've got preachers I love. I've got teachers I love. I've got people that I just so resonate with, resonate with, both kind of doctrinally, but not always just doctrinally, but but emotionally and mentally. It's like, man, when they talk, I get it. And they have no doubt shaped my style. And you have to find your voice. Number three, you have to find your pace. Talking about the I in leadership, you got to find your pace, uh, your style, excuse me, your style. I was reading my notes. I'm sorry. Every leader has a style. Every leader has a pace, a rhythm. Every leader has a way that makes sense to you. Think about this. It's like, man, this makes sense. This is how we can grow our church. This is how we can grow our business. This is how we can scale. This is scalable. You got to find your style. For some, it's, man, our office hours are eight to four. For others, it's 10 to six. For others, it's work from home. It's, you got to find your style. You got to find your pace. You got to find, you've got to find a way that makes sense to you. And then, and, and it's something that it's your style. It's your, it's your flow. It's your vibe. It's your sound. It's your voice. It's your value. It's all of that wrapped up into this thing that, that says, this is, this is who we are as an organization. You have to find your style and, and your style will absolutely positively dictate the style of your organization. So not, you know, I think, I think it's just so funny. Like you'll, you'll be in a Q and a with, with name the leader, Chris Hodges. What's your morning routine? That is, that is the wrong question. <laughs> We're asking him for his morning routine. We're not asking ourselves, how do I connect with God? How do I clear my mind? What's your, what's your, uh, what's your sermon prep look like? No, what does your sermon prep look like? Does it work? Because if it doesn't, change it. What's your style? Do, do you do a weekly staff meeting? That's not important. Does your team need a weekly staff meeting? Or does it need a monthly staff meeting? Or does it not need staff meetings? Or are they seasonal? Do we need them at this time in, in the church, but not in this time in the church? You, you've got to find your style. You, you've got to be true to that because it's the, again, it's the it factor. It's the, it's the secret sauce. It's the thing that makes people like you and listen to you because you're you. Got to find your style. Number four, you got you to be able to define your personality. Come on, we're finding the I in our leadership. What's your personality? Are you quiet or are you loud? Are you an introvert or are you an extrovert? Are you passionate or are you calm? <laughs> you really have to be you. Now, when I say this, I'm not saying that you don't have to grow. You, you do have to grow. You do have to stretch. You do have to get out of your comfort zone, of course. But even, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about who are you? What's your personality? Do you like Star Wars or hate Star Wars? Are you an office person or a friends person? Come on, somebody. That's a good debate right there. 
Are you a Parks and Rec person? <laughs> are you a, are you America's Got Talent or The Voice? Are you like what are you? Are you a documentary person? What are who are you? Do you like sci-fi? Are you a Marvel person or a DC person? Do you like sports or hate sports? Be unapologetic about that. Do you love golf? Do you hate golf? Oh my God, I hate golf. Be honest about it. You, you've got to be true to your personality. You, you have to be. Now, you're going to evolve. You're going to grow. You're going to morph. I, I, I was never interested in golf. The idea of being in a golf cart for four hours in the heat chasing a white ball. I mean, that just sounded like torture. Kill me. I just, it did not sound good. But through COVID, it was the first thing to open up. I was ready to get out of my house. I was ready for a little bit more social life. I was ready to just get out of the the monotony, monotony of, of um, March, April, and May. And as golf courses opened up, it was like, man, I'm open to this. And I would go out. And then I started loving it. And now I'm hooked. But but my point is I don't I don't go golfing because I but and I hate it, but it's good for me, or I hate it, but it's a good way to connect with guys in my church, or I hate it, but I want to be I want to be in with, with the cool pastors. No, I actually like it. But if you don't like it, that's okay. You you've got to be able to define your personality. Are you a nerd? Be a be a proud nerd. Are you a reader? Be a proud reader. I remember um, when I when I was coming up in, um, I was a youth pastor, and and the worlds of of like the worlds of like it was like Chad Veach and Rich Wilkerson and Robert Madu and um, just that whole crew at that time and and myself and we were all like youth pastors. We were all starting to travel. We were all starting to do conferences and camps and, you know, that whole thing. And I and I met this whole friend group that I didn't know before. And all those guys love hip-hop. Um, they just, they love that kind of music. And I've never liked hip-hop. I was, I was a guitar player since I'm 10 years old. I'm a rocker. Okay, so as a kid, they were listening to hip hop. I was listening to Green Day, and I was listening to Pearl Jam. I was listening to Metallica. I was listening to, uh, you know what I'm saying? I was a rocker. So I remember meeting all these guys who I love and loved, and they were so cool to me, and they were so, you know, I've learned so much about people's skills and just, uh, just EQ and IQ, social IQ, social EQ from uh, from Chad and, and Rich, especially the way that they're just so incredible with people. They're they're masters of just they're just they're you know unexplainable the how how wonderful they are with people. They're they're incredible leaders. But literally, like a rap song would come on, they just start rapping it. You know, a song would come on the radio, and they just know it. That was just wasn't me. So I was a rocker, and then I became a worship leader, and then I just kind of got into the worship music flow, and I was like, I don't know this song. 
they would like they would know every lyric they would they would and it was so and i and i was so insecure because i was like oh my god i don't know what yeah it was just i i can just remember that you know i'm like 10 years ago right 12 years ago just feeling so like not cool and you know what i just had to embrace that that's not me you know i had to embrace i don't like movies I just don't like movies. I don't know if I'm too ADD for a movie, but I I hate movie theaters. Number one, I hate movie theaters. I think they're dirty. I think they're gross. I think they're icky. Um, I don't like movies. I like TV shows that move faster. Um, it's just weird. I, I've had to learn how to embrace them. It doesn't mean I won't go to a movie. It doesn't mean I'm... It, it just means like I've had to embrace like this is the music I listen to. It's the kind of entertainment I like. These are the sports I like. Uh, and and just being okay with that. And it's wild how people are will be attracted to your authenticity because because you're actually your personality. When you are being yourself, people will find confidence to be themselves. Let me say that one more time. When you're being yourself, people will find confidence to be themselves. Such an interesting thing. If I look at my team right now, they are so, every team member is so unique. None of them are like me. Omar's unique. Jeff is unique. JR's unique. Um, Kyle's unique. Fern is unique. EJ's unique. Eve is unique. Allie's unique. Shannon's unique. It is it's such an eclectic group. I keep going. They all just... Uh, I, they're not clones. Like, I think I think it would actually rattle guys to come to my church and go, wow, this is not like a Jabin clone church. Pe- people have their own style. Their own dress. People don't dress like me. I don't dress like people in our church. Like, it's just unique. I'm not... I'm not uh, I'm not like totally trying to brag on myself. I'm just saying I'm very confident in who I am and I'm not asking people to be like me. And there is power in that. And I want people to be, if you love Disney, I want you to love Disney. If you love sneakers, I want you to love sneakers. If you like, you know, if you like sports, I want you to like sports. Like I just, I'm not trying to put anyone in a mold. And as you find your personality... Your teams will find your personality. But what I find is that when a leader doesn't know who they are, they create a facade and then they put that facade on their teams. It's very interesting. And you'll go into a church that has um, either a high level of hype or conformity but doesn't have a strong culture. Doesn't have strong values. It has it has hype and conformity. Like this is how we act. This is what we do. This is how we do it. We're always excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great. Wow, 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 wow. But there isn't an actual deep identity, and we cannot have a strong corporate identity without strong individual identities. Now, there's things we have to agree on. There's things we have to come into a line on. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying as what I found is that as I am confident in my own personality, 
the uh, my team is confident in their personality, and our and our church doesn't look like me and Shannon. Our church looks like our city. Oh, glory to God, man! All right, I gotta stop because I've been going twenty three minutes. But let me just say that one more time: City Light Church doesn't look like Jabin Chavis or Shannon Chavis. City Light Church looks like Las Vegas, Nevada. And that's what your church should look like. Your church should look like a saved, sanctified, joy-filled picture of your city. Whether that's Tulsa or Vegas or LA or Miami or Houston or New York or Kansas City, Springfield, Missouri, or on and on and on and on, Chicago, Illinois. But it should look like a safe, sanctified, joy-filled representation of your city. It shouldn't look like clones of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, work hard to find the eye in leadership and it will grow your organizations and it'll grow your teams and it'll grow your, your churches. Love you guys.